0: Nowhere California is currently in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign. If you wish to donate, please go to kickstarter.com slash project slash nowhere dash Josh slash project dash nowhere. Anything that you could do would help us up a lot. Welcome to Nowhere California Presents, our conversation with Brian Frisco. Hey, this is Josh, and this is another conversation with the creative mind, and we're talking with actor, writer all-around creative person, Ryan Frisco. He is currently involved in this really great uh, movie game app called Movie Maze. The world of uh, True Zone Adventure has been missing for several years now, and unfortunately the copyrights to True Zone Adventures has been tied up to somebody. But there has been aspects uh, trickling back out into the market. One prominent one is the Neil Patrick Harris autobiography, and now we get Movie Maze. Movie Maze is a game app where you're basically watching a movie and you choose the path that the characters take. I've been having a blast with this app. Everybody check it out. It's called Movie Maze. Search it. And I am now lucky enough to talk to one of the actors from the first episode known as The Mechanic, and he will be leading the next episode called The Plumber. So here we go with our conversation with Brian Prisco. We are now joined by Brian Prisco. How's your day going, sir? Uh, pretty good. I had an early shift at work, and now I'm doing something I love, is talk to creative people. <laughs> cool. Um, I guess the best way to start is uh, when did you begin your acting life? When did
1: you begin? Well, actually, probably back in middle school. I uh, started doing the acting, and then um, just did my, sort of my first little like play.
0: That's awesome. Uh, how much credit would you give your theatrical studies towards uh, your career right now? You
1: know, um, I went to school in uh, Virginia, uh, Washington University, which is not renowned for its theater, but it's known for its, um, its journalism program. But when I got there, they assigned me a theater uh, professor as my uh, advisor. And he so said, we should major in theater. English and theater, and um, it really helped. Uh, it was amazing, like, if I went to a big a theater school, I don't know necessarily how to be doing as much as I was, but because it was a smaller school, you know, we just constantly lived and breathed theater, and what was great about it was, learned every aspect of theater, you know, you learn how to do the, uh, you, you play, you play writing, you work backstage building a set, you do makeup, you do lighting, you do stage management, you do playwriting directing, you know, you learn every single facet of theater. And every single facet you learn, it makes you stronger when you want to do something else. Like when a director is giving you notes, you in his chairs, you understand that. And vice versa, when you're acting you know, when you're directing you're up with know, an actor, you understand what the actor wants. So you're a little bit more insightful. And if you've written the play, you understand well every single facet works
0: that's a good way to look at it as many hats as you've worn uh, like acting and writing and what you were just talking about with your experiences in film school is there a particular hat that you uh, enjoy wearing more than the others it's funny you um, I mean, ask like what do you do
1: longer for a while and it's sort of like what do you do you have to kind of come up with a catch-all term that doesn't sound too douchebag uh so what I've come up with is storyteller that's kind of my favorite thing it's just sort of it's that whole again sort of the amalgamation of performance and writing I mean you know you create this character you create a story you create all this stuff whether you're the one telling it or someone else is telling it or someone else is reading it you know that's the thing I like
0: engaging with someone in, you know, the art thing. So like storyteller would be my thing. Storyteller would be my favorite part. That's a good way to combine them all together. Um in your That was a business card, so. Yeah that's true too. That'd be a long business card. Vista Print would be making some money there. <laughs> um, as a scene actor like you've done uh, some behind, uh, like background work in like Bones and weeds and some other shows too. Is there uh, is How did you take that experience uh, From observing those kind of productions in action?
1: Background acting is an interesting animal In that you get people who are professional background actors Like, that's what they do And I, I don't even know that they actually have An inclination to become like more than that It's just, that's what they do And every day, you know, it's such a hustle Where they're like I'm going to find the next kind of work, I am constantly going to be someone who is not the focus of the scene. Now, I mean, as you've seen with me, I look like a lumberjack, Danny DeVito, so I just take out like a storm bomb. So I don't do so well in my background stuff. I'm always noticeable. So most of the background stuff I ended up doing, um, basically I get pulled out, and I'm kind of into the scene where... of fun, and the other actor was in the scene with the, uh, you know, we was a, it was a cat company, and the, um, for the guy ran cat company, would have the lines in the scene, and it was funny, because we had the whole, you know, it was a, kind of a taxi montage, or an homage rather, where they were trying to, like, recreate taxis on a Disney show for kids who no idea what taxi is, yeah. but they're like, we wanted the Vito, we want bitch, we of that, so, you know, we were, I was the, the Vito character, and that guy, got blessed. And I, like he kept trying to name my character, like call me names and like tell me about all this stuff and the scene was huge where was all the like, betting on stuff and all this gambling and you know this huge intense you know, betting the scene, like, how are you gonna watch it? And by the time it came to air it
0: totally turned down to like four minutes where it's like, She walks in, that? <laughs> uh, um, I have a friend that I do this podcast with, he's currently making his way through like extra work and everything and I guess in general do you have any idea uh, advice? For an actor that wants to try to push his way from that background to the forefront? Yes. Background work is great. Like, do it. Do it as much as you can. And if you
1: can get into union and you're ready to join a union through that, the background union work is, is a beautiful thing. And then I mean, right now you get paid like $150 or for eight hours. You always go over that, and it's great. Like, it really supplements your income, and it's wonderful. And it is what it is, and it gives you a nice boost, and it gets you adjusted and you learn how you conduct yourself on a set and you, but you also learn that as background work you're furniture you're an integral part of the scene and it would look totally fucking weird if you were not there but you're furniture you're not acting you're not on actor yet you're just furniture you're place holding and it's like that. you do that and it makes you better it makes you stronger make, you know be respectful it teaches you how to act for a set it's great but at a certain point you decide you like you know what if I'm a background you know, you keep pushing for it. And it's like, pay your dues. to put you at a limit and get you to the next level and the next one. I mean, it's, it's a great start. If you haven't done any acting and you're in, like, the business and you haven't done much stuff, do that. And I mean, when I was, you know, I came back up commercial work and commercial work's like, I and mean, that's hot. It's a beautiful thing. where I mean, you know, pull the handle, it's like, money just keeps pouring in and you're really are like, yeah, you know, you like, keep getting checked and then you work. And you're like, hey. But, um, you know, between, you know, commercials that often. So in between that, you know, there's things You know, I supplemented that doing background work and it's you know, it's awesome because sometimes you go in and you're part of a crowd of seventy five people and it's like there's the you know, there's a room with my bald head behind Scott Bakula and N C I S whatever the fuck it's called now. And then um but then there's other times where like, and I get pulled in for home and they line us up against the wall and you think they're gonna shoot us and they point at us and I'm like you, this man right here. And I get pulled in the scene and then the lead actress is there stroking my head while I'm pretending to talk to someone on a suicide hotline. It. And it's this really cool little bit, and it's really neat on my reel, and I'm like, hey, I can't really, you know, you can't look stuff that. You're not to say, oh, well, yeah, here's my extensive background, or even but it's me. And it's, what's really fun is you got friends and family back home, you get to say to them, hey, check this out. Maybe you'll spot me in this, you know, trying to become the Where's Waldo of network television. In fact, there's a, a Glee episode on right now called the Hurt Locker it's a two-parter so I really don't know which part it I'm in but I did background work for it because they needed probably I I think it's already there I think it was last week's portion but in an episode one of the characters makes a lot of gay bear men so they wanted a bunch of different pursuit dudes for the scene so they had like 20 or so guys in this restaurant the beards and you know looking kind you know they're very flips you have the lumberjack kind of bears you have the you know Coffee's and all sorts of stuff like that. And so we do our scenes. So I'm like saying, hey, like, check it out. See if you can spot me in a restaurant.
0: I'm the like, the one with the beard. No, the other one with the beard. No, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Between uh your work in theater or television movies, uh, is there a certain format that you prefer more than the others?
1: It, and you're like hey, it was me. I forgot I did that and it's fun and it pays really good then you got television which is awesome they shoot it really fast and sometimes in front of an audience and sometimes it's not and it's kind of a you know sometimes you're doing a single camera they do multiple 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 takes so it's sort of you know doing, especially if you're that stuff, like you're doing the same thing repeatedly um, either you're doing the same thing every night but it's a totally different animal I mean it's live it's energetic it's like drug will always be my favorite thing. Los Angeles has remarkable theater. Nobody goes to see it, and it pays for shit. But the hard, it's sort of like you do, they with the old adage, is you do film and television for the money, and you use theater to have a soul. And uh, theater is always going to be the soul. It's so wonderful. You're never going to be anything like
0: that. Huh? Yeah. I've, uh, I've done a little bit of uh, theater productions and everything, and I do agree with that. There's a lot of uh, passion and soul behind anything that... Is on that stage.
1: Mm hmm. And plus, you're with the I mean, you know, you're quite right there. When the audience is laughing, it feeds you, and then you shoot it back at them. And you can, you know, you blow it, it's like, fuck it, we'll get it tomorrow, you know, or something like that, or tonight, 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 tonight I'm going to blow it up, or tonight, y'all didn't to me. I don't care, because I'm going to keep doing it. You know, it's just, I work for the company out here, um, the Visceral Company, who did, does a lot of uh, horror based which is really incredible. And then there's high kind of tie you know, this whole network of Donkey Joe's underground and a couple of other theaters in the area that do this kind of really intense, rigorous, over the top stuff. Um, especially, Donkey Joe's has been doing a lot of, like, really just fucked up shows. <laughs> or if you get a chance to go see them, it'll, you know, it'll mess your head up. But they're, they're neat stuff. It's just, you know, I love the live thing. Actually, like, one of my first gigs out here was working for the Los Angeles Ponte Te Ride. Uh, the first year they moved to Griffith Park. I think the one year they did it for Calabasas, I and mean, then the next year, it's been you know, continually. They've been doing it on Griffith Park. And that's, you know, so like the thing, you know, it's, it's just, it's incredible. It's the most rigorous workout. Where you're like, you're this little scene where it's like, you know, you're staring at a pay wagon full of people, sometimes celebrities and such, and then it's like, you know, reset do it again. You do that for eight straight hours, and it becomes like a baton death module where you're just sweating blood, and you're know, like, Whoa! And I was
0: like, all right, well, see you guys are going to talk What is the certain aspects of a project that makes you go, you know what, I want to work on that?
1: Hey. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, honestly, I like the Morgan the Freeman approach to projects, where it's like, I don't care what this is, I'm going to be awesome in it. So it's like, I just want to, you know, i I look at stuff and, you know, because of the guy I am, because of the type I am, there's not a very lot of parts for, you know, the guy who rocks the whole trinity of short, fat and bald. I've a long beard and glasses, but sort of like, i got to find these and force myself into them. I like, take what I can get. Especially, I mean, at this point in my career, I've done quite a, well, you know, I've done a lot of stuff, but I haven't done anything that people are like, that no. you know, it's one of those things where... I, you know, you don't, you still don't want to tell people you're a writer or you're an actor or a storyteller. And are like, oh, what have you done? And now i uh, well, you know, my biggest thing to date was that know uh, I, uh, I, I did a Jimmy Kimmel spot that never made it to air, and I auditioned for the Cohen Brothers, like, live. And I was all or it part." but, you know, I, I was in room, was the same room, saying lines to them, it great, because it's not, you know, a huge thing yet. So, I mean, I take what I can get, and I find stuff. A couple times, you know, I luckier stuff, or you have fun with everything, I and mean, there's nothing you know. Even if, it's, even if it's something that seems amateurish and terrible and doesn't seem like it's going to be a good thing you go in there and you give it your all you know it's great it's going to be fun and you got something you know you've you to draw in a reel you've know, you had to draw in more respect so there's no you know there's nothing that's a bad part there's all sorts of stuff but I mean you know, I always you know you look for fun obviously you don't want to do you know you try, I try to do more fun it seems like it's going to be like a, like a message piece or like you, know, you, you can hear something in the background going, big you know, and, and I kind mean, of I, t- I kind of try
0: to stay away from that. I'm more for fun and crazy, but you know, I take what I can get and I do what I can. So that's you know, the best you do. That's definitely true. And uh, on the road to fun and crazy, and like how we're talking about what is the thing that makes you jump into a project? What led you into the world of movie maze?
1: I auditioned for a part that was short Robert. That was the part on the gig for the first project, which is called The Mechanic. Um, I auditioned for that, and I mean it was that it was legitimately a part for a little person. And I just, I'm five one, so I'm three inches shy of being legally a little person, but you know amongst the amongst the regular folks, you know I'm pretty short. Sure. I went and auditioned for it, and they liked so much they kind of adjusted the role, and you know, it was me and another dude playing the little, the little robber characters in the first one you know I had so much fun with them on the project and it was a good time and you know we did our thing and then when they did the second one they were like oh we're doing this plumber thing and they said hey let's call Brian so I got involved with that and you know I'm like yeah I'm definitely interested to be a lot of fun and I mean it's hilarious and like the scope of the first the mechanics I mean it's funny and it's free you get it on the app. and you can check it out but um yeah, it's funny and it's a neat thing this is really kind of cool story it's just, it's, it's like a different world. I mean,
0: the uh, scope and the reach of it now is just huge. So like, I'm totally am, but it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, for the people that are listening, uh, how would you explain uh, what Movie Maze is? You think it's funny? I don't know which
1: studio it is that bought the rights to choose your own adventure. So they walk well, they dark that with their lives. And all I have to say, choose your own adventure. But if I was allowed to say choose your own adventure... It'll be easy to say, choose your own adventure. But basically what it is, is it's kind of intriguing. Like you get to, it's playing a game where you get to a point in the story and you get to decide what happens next to the guy. You know, you are not to do, and you're like, do I, do I push him down the stairs? Do I run away like a coward? Do I kick him out the window? And then depending on what choice you make, you go on a different part of the story. You either die horribly, or there's another part of the adventure. So it's kind of cool because it's like, you know, it's one of those things where you can play around with it. Get it's sort of like a maze where you can literally, you, you want to genuinely hit as many dead ends as you can. That's where the crazy stuff is, especially the dead ends of the death. That's where we went really intense over the top and sandwiched stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's like a, it's sort of, you know, you play, it's a game you, you control, what it's a movie you control, which is fun. Like that, you decide what happens,
0: but so it's different every time. Definitely a blast. I I just recently came across his app and I've been playing it ever since. I played all this weekend trying to get all the different aspects of the mechanic, and it's been a blast every did, you, month. did you find me in the
1: mechanic? Because I had the hardest damn time the first time I played through the first four times or so. I could not get to my storyline. I'm like, I just want to see what I look like in the scene, and then I finally got it.
0: But did you find it? Actually, I think um, you were in the first my first round of it. Yes. Yeah. Like hey, I. I I did pretty well for my first round, and then I was like, you know what, I'm, I need to start just goofing around with this to see these, the random cut-ends where it's the death, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Well, it's hard to explain, because, like, the
1: mechanic, you know, the possible storylines involve a mission with a bazooka, a werewolf, um, there's a, like, a sub dude, there's robbers, a all robber, this crazy crap that goes on, but the plumber... <laughs> The storylines in that where it's like you go down here in the beginning of the game, depending on the decision you make, like at one point you're gonna face you're gonna go down to one storyline, you're gonna be fighting aliens trying to take over the world. You make a different decision in the beginning of the game and you're fighting witches in the desert, totally different scene, totally different actors, totally different storyline. Like completely different. It is and it's, there's three main storylines. There's those two and then there's one that involves pirates in the amusement park, and, you know, so it's just, it's such a huge project, and it's like, it's a play value, it's just nuts, and the characters, like, they went so over the top of this, the character-wise stuff, and that, just the, just the dead ends and everything, it's massive, it's a huge, huge mermaids, there's
0: spiders, and all this crazy stuff, it's awesome. That is awesome. Um, can you tell us, uh, who are the brains behind this, uh,
1: main folks behind it there's three main folks that I know that um, yeah. uh, Rishi Picker Thick, and uh, Maria Collis are the writers of the project uh, they did, Rishi did the world well and directed the first the mechanic and then you got Eric Lundmark who does the directing and the camera work and all the editing and Eric and Maria run Leo March Studios and they're the ones who kind of run the movie maze along with Rishi so those are the three main wild guys behind the project, the writers and
0: the directors and the editors and such. That's awesome. With uh, the Plumber, when is this, uh, I guess, episode's going to, when does this episode launch for the app? I am, I am 95% sure it's, like, February 13th
1: um, or February. It's, it's mid-February because be re- whenever Arizona, Arizona's con is, the little con thing, they're premiering it at that, I believe. So it's going to be, I'm pretty sure that's when the release date of the Plumber's going to
0: what are your hopes? It'll definitely be this month.
1: It'll definitely be this month. Yeah, it'll be in February? Yeah, it'll be in February. And what's cool is you can download the Movie Maze app right now and you get the mechanic and you can start playing with that. And then it will, the summer will, you know, it'll pop up on your app. Because that's what's you As you release new Movie Mazes, they're going to appear on the app. You're going
0: to see the next, like, the project and upcoming projects and things like that. That's awesome. Well, what are your hopes with the future of this project? Or at least your in involvement we with don't. the project.
1: Um, well, the next project they're working on, the next movie they is, is called The Babysitter. Um, and it's going to be horror-based. So now it's like one of those things that's like, you know, when you're screaming at the screen, don't go in there. You can literally control if You go through there. And uh, I actually wrote the, this new one. I am not going to, I'm sorry, I wrote some small parts that I want to do stuff, but more likely than not, it'll be, a, it'll be I'll, I'll have written it. And it's going to be, I'm excited because it's going to have a female protagonist and that it's not, I mean, I wrote it, like, the movie names it tend to be usually pretty, you know, like, silly with the comedy, like, you know, like, plasticity more often than not, very, uh, very wily coyote, but they wanted they wanted this one to be horror. So this one's way, we were really dark, with it. I'm excited, this part where, it has, you know, a girl staring in the mirror and a ghost comes up behind her, the baby's with her, and just whispers over her shoulder into her ear And she's like You know You have such a pretty face We'll just straight raise it up to her face And be like Can I have it? And it's So it's, it's going to be very You know It's going to be really brutal And I'm
0: excited for that That's awesome man I have a big horror fan grin right now Like I want this <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Like I'm a huge horror
1: guy So I'm like Yes, yes Let me take a crack at this So we're going to be playing with that And that'll probably be the next Movie maze But that's what's awesome About movie maze if there's so much potential, and there's so much, like, there's so many different things you can do with it. Like, be a hunting, you know, we've been sticking mostly with sort of a sci fi action genre. I mean, you can do, you know, you can do a rom com with it, where, it's like, there's a guy looking for love, and he's got three different dates he goes on, and on this one's how on this date happens, and on this one, and this one. Or you got one where it's like, you can do an action movie, you can do a slide thriller, you can do so much different things with it. I mean, they've got, a, you know, they've got their family in place, and so all you can do is really just tip these trees and play with the story, and you can, you can pretty much do anything. I mean, they, you know, their whole spirit is there to do something that really, you know, like you said, I you know a horror boner, going you know, with with uh, with horror movie stuff, it's like, that's the, the option is to get people with the right horror, you know, and telling people about it at different, going to different conventions and stuff, and telling people about it, it's like, you know. And their eyes light up Like holy shit This is going to be cool But
0: yeah That is going to be cool And you're going to love it That's awesome um, You just uh, mentioned it that, uh, that you wrote The babysitter And everything How What kind of thought pattern Have you gone through With the fact that You started with these guys In a basic audition And now you're writing One of their episodes That's how life
1: works man That's <laughs> how you want Everything to be That's how you want If you're an actor Or a writer That's exactly how you want Stuff to be Where it's like You get involved with people And you like working with them So they bring you on The next project And I bring out the next one, and I show you all working together and collaborating. I mean, that's the best of all possible worlds, and that's what you get with Eric and Maria, especially because like they, I mean, they're loyal beyond loyal to their group. A lot of the people from the mechanic are in the plumber, which is really neat because they bring as many people as they can. We're hoping to bring as many people as we can into the babysitter, kind of bring bring as many people together for all the projects. But you want a staple of actors, and you can work with it you want things like that and they're and the way they shoot the stuff too, it's so fast and it's so collaborative, it's just this pretty like you're not gonna spend a lot of time more than a day or two if you need to on stuff, plus good. And you get to play around and do like, you know, embellish I have to see what works and dozen. I mean a lot of the endings in the plumber we came up with on set. Like we were just playing around like, Oh, what if we just and then it just like, Okay, let's try it. It came out and so often like, Yeah, let's use it, so
0: that, that's amazing man thank you so much for coming on the show with us um, is it, do you have any other projects outside of the movie maze world that you want to let us know about and also where we can find you online
1: uh, online uh, well I'm working on the website right now you can actually find I got an Amazon author page uh, you can find my, uh, my novels on there right now I got, uh, got two novellas called Boogeyman personal Boogeyman segment Boogeyman 2 creature feature the kind of horror movie stuff Boogie Man's a, a uh, royal rumble between all the horror movie monsters. There's an explanation in the book about I got outraged by a
0: project called Boogie Man that was the killer companion, the killer compilation. I thought it would be like what I wanted: this royal rumble between all these monsters, and it wasn't. It was like digital trading cards. Yeah. I, mad. I think <laughs> I remember that. Huh? I think I remember that. I was kind of like, huh?
1: Ethan versus Ashford, you know, holy crap, it to be great. And it's like, no, it's just sort of, you know, turning on, it's like, Chucky, kill 12 people in Child's Play too. And like, who cares a fuck? I was like, I want to see Chucky kill the goddamn leprechaun right fucking now. And it didn't happen, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> so I did. I basically, I took the 13 or so monsters from Boogie Man and Killer compilation and I put them in their own weight classes and battle them against each other and it probably violated me. least fifty international copyright laws I'm hoping charity law saves my ass. But I mean it's so get it what well, you can get it and it's still awesome. But it's basically, you know, weather face versus you know, it's all the slashers in one group and all the magic based guys in another and all the sort of kid sized killers in the other and then it becomes a royal rumble and from there it stretch stretches further and further and crazier because I'm like, Well I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna really get to tell in a lawsuit so <laughs> do that as far as I can. The second one's a little bit more organized, but it's still a lot of fun. They're, if you're a horror fan, you like those. And then I got a book called Twenty Five to Die. The, uh, it's a short story collection, kind of uh, coming-of-age story. It's like a Kevin Smith wrote, uh, stand-by-me, kind of George versus George kind of thing. So uh-huh. it's a lot of fun. And the second one of those, which is called Otherworlds and the will be coming out March or April of this year, the second collection. So. Most of my writings that's going to be
0: Out there right now That's awesome We'll definitely put the links To your uh, Amazon pages For those on our show notes And on our Facebook And everything <laughs> Yeah And Since this is Nowhere California We always have to end it With our trademark Ending question uh, Brian What is your favorite What the fuck movie moment?
1: What the fuck movie moment? Okay Definitely is the um, Audition uh, Horror movie Titachi A Where I can still make a friend of mine throw up just by recreating it. She sits there and she just does a little. She's basically taking piano wires through a guy's foot and chopping his foot off with it. She does this woman's stand, just goes. It makes you want to die. It makes you want to throw up and feel horrible about
0: yourself. Oh, I remember Audition so well. Yes, I love that okay. scene too.
1: So between that and the old boy with the
0: whole the hand and old boy which I don't want to ruin like just like leave it like can't read it oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much Brian for coming on and talking with us
1: absolutely happy
0: to